We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. That's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. All right. Thank you for joining the ESBC Sports Betting NFL Sports Betting Podcast, where the purpose of the podcast is to make me money. And I say that because we're authentic. Sports betting, can't believe in Easter Bunny or Santa Claus, something that my parents lied to me about, neither of which exist. So you have, you're, you're, you're competing against casinos, sports books that are multi-billion dollar companies. You're competing against other bettors. But there's balance to it because sports betting is the only form of wagering this collaborative. Uh, sports bettors talk to each other, give each other information. So, because we live in the richest country in the history of mankind. So, there's enough money for everybody. We're the only podcast out there that I know of that isn't tied to the casino. You don't get sports picks from the casino because they want to make what? A profit. We do as well, but we're doing it from. Uh, poor middle class situation, right? So every single podcast is a business meeting that has to have a purpose and an outcome. So we've got that purpose, right? To be authentic, to be transparent, to keep it real, right? So why? Because you get ahead, you read people, you uh, eliminate the fake people fast, right? But being honest. So what has been the outcome? 25 straight weeks of profit, right? Uh, we, every week we learn things. We put more tools in our toolbox. Uh, I have an MBA, finan- uh, financial securities licenses, clients net worth uh, 20 million, 50 million. So I have to use business and financial concepts and everything I do. Uh, since I have a license, I am, required to protect the public. So what we're doing is we're using uh, fundamentals, we're using science, we're using math in treating every uh, wager, every bet we make as a business decision through a business process. To that end, we had the Hawthorne effect yesterday. So the outcome is over the last two years, three years, we're over 10,000% ROI. That means you got 10 times more money than when you started using our picks. But teach a man, uh, give a man a fish, feed him for a day, teach a man a fish, feed him for a lifetime. Uh, good to hear on Twitter, one guy, one using our picks and then one of his own. Yes, <laughs> that's what you do. You have to be accountable and responsible. But we're teaching you business and financial concepts so you don't get ripped off in your 401k. You understand how to make decisions. You're not desperate trying to lose, uh, steal toilet paper or running out of toilet paper in the pandemic, right? You live in abundance. And it's not hard. This is the richest country in the world. Now, another business maxim. And it's so true, right? John Gruden kicking himself right now. If you are the smartest, toughest person in the room, 
you are in the wrong room. So I got two guys who are tougher, smarter than I am, and they're helping me make money. And we're helping each other collaborate because capitalism is about collaboration. Uh, the Chinese communists say the capitalists can't work because they're egoistic, they're selfish, they're overcompetitive, and they can't collaborate. Well, Scott, Chad, and I are disproving it again. And of course, you know, Google collaborates with Microsoft. That's capitalism. We all do it, right? Uh, so to that end, thank you, Chad, and thank you, Scott, for being with, uh, with me on this podcast, collaborating, and thank you so much. And in the first six weeks of the season, uh, we got profit. And that's the name of the game. Most certainly is. Most certainly is. And let's keep it going. Let's go for seven in a row here. So, yep. Right, right. I feel, you know, usually uh, before two or three years ago where I really did refine uh, my process to really more confront myself, confront uh, mistakes I was making to, to know and not to do is not to know, uh, not taking my own advice. Uh I've been disciplined in my thinking, and that's led to those 25 straight weeks in a row of profit. I always gotten profit in college, but usually there's a NFL week to go south. So knock on wood, it hasn't happened in three years uh, because of the collaboration, too. You know, my buddy Victor in Arizona, people who send me messages throughout the week, right? Uh, again, if you're there toughest, smartest person in the room, in the room, you're in the wrong room. Because if people have different types of intelligences, you can't have all of them. Now, uh, something I use a lot, right? Well, it's Rene Descartes, right? A life left unexamined is not worth living. So Rene Descartes says, but in business, whatever you track and you measure, uh, you improve its performance by 10 to 20%. I'll never forget Malcolm Glazier, uh, the owner of Tampa Bay Buccaneers, comes in the restaurant, doesn't say hi or anything, who's the owner. He just tells me, hey, make sure you're counting every spoon and every fork. I was like, I was, you know, young and dumb. I was like, man, why is this man talking to me like that? I'll kick him out. I don't care who he is. Da, da, da. <laughs> now, 20 years later, if I figure out how, how much wisdom that is, you have to track everything because like that kid at wall street first day at wall street his dad asked him how was your first day at wall street he says well dad it's it's it was fine but it it seems like everybody's out to get me he said son it doesn't seem like everybody's out to get you everybody is out to get you <laughs> so you got to track and measure because the bookmakers are out to get you other betters are out to get you the casino uh, the sports book's out to get you. Inflation's out to get you. Taxes is out to get you, right? So I, I would encourage you to tell your legislator to keep it like horse racing where you can deduct uh, the bets you lost from your income tax, from your gambling winnings, right? Uh, so that that's going to be a competitive element in it, right? So... Uh, Scott, we're not going to leave you out of the fun. What was the game you got wrong last week that you should have gotten right? I go to the last week of 
weeks, last game of week six, it's the Buffalo game. I mean, we've been going all along all year about the uh, home underdogs on the Monday night, 80%. Right. Uh, you know, just kick that field goal. That's all you got to do is kick that field goal. <laughs> that guy is automatic, that kicker. Right. Um, and they decided to go for it. And so many things can happen wrong, as I tweeted um, after the game that night. Um, you know, and something went wrong. Josh Allen slipped, didn't get the first down, game's over. I mean, you know, that's a huge loss for them for NFL ramifications and for betting, too. Right. I mean, all the betters are watching that game like, oh, they're going to overtime, they're going to go down and score a touchdown, they're going to win the game. They were going up and down the field all night long, both teams. So um, that game there, I mean, I thought I, we had a real strong sides week. I think the over-unders were a little, little problem for us, but you know, that would have topped it off really well for us last week on the sides if Buffalo had, had won by the touchdown. They thought they were going to. So that's the game. That's the game. Right. In the last minute, uh, it's, it's always better to be lucky to get some distraction came in that I didn't bet. The uh, uh, the Bills, because I was wholeheartedly going to do it. And then I saw it jump to seven and a half. And I've been noticing that again, it seems there's huge line swings right there at the end towards the uh, favorite. And it must be these new states coming in. Foxwoods, you know, you can bet there now. New Jersey, close to $2 billion handle. A lot of people bet, just betting favorites in their late, get to the casino late, whatever, and start betting favorites. But 80% Monday night. Home dogs on Monday Night Football. So you got to look at it. The time to our playoff team. Rabel's a great coach. Uh, I was a little worried about him on the sidelines. He didn't look right. <laughs> you know, he didn't sleep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, making sure the game game plan's right. Uh, but he really wants to coach. He's a great – because he doesn't have to. He makes so much money playing. And, you know, he's good with money. But he likes coaching. He likes the challenge. And uh, he did a great job having his team prepared to play uh, against Buffalo. That looks like a juggernaut. I think the only thing that can stop Buffalo really is uh, McDermott and Andy Reid ways because he's from the Andy Reid coaching tree. And that was a lot of Andy Reid, you know, he was doing with the zone, just the decision making. you know, and that's that's always been the problem with McDermott. The other problem is going to be Pagula. That guy, he has a lot of money. He knows how to run a factory or whatever he does. But, man, they're a mess, him and Kim Pagula. Uh, his uh, Asian younger wife, who now wants to run the, the business he built. Uh, and they're already alienating people, asking for Super Bowl prices. <laughs> they only made it to the championship game. Anything can happen between now and then. And man, they did not get the call. Right? That was the other thing too. Why are you going with it when you know you're not going to get a spot? You're on the road and the rest have been against you all game long. You know? So, and that's the thing. Uh, Clark Judge. That's another thing. Just because they're making millions of dollars in their head coach, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean that they're not an idiot. All right. 80% of ball players end up broke. Tupperville, 
who's I don't know, he became senator of Alabama, but he lost all his money in his investments with uh, 10 head coaches from those days, right? Just because you're smart in football, have one type of intelligence doesn't translate uh, to the other. And that's very important sports betting. All right. And, you know, when you're placing your bets, when, right? Where? Market swings. So first game we're going to tackle can be Thursday night. Finally, we're getting Thursday night right. Uh, you got the Denver Broncos going against the Cleveland Browns. The Browns have 20 people on the injured list. Uh, Baker Mayfield is playing hurt. They announced they're starting, they're starting Keenum. Starting they're starting Keenum tomorrow, uh, Thursday night. He I like Case Keenum. Yeah. I've always liked him since he was at Houston. You know, he keeps persevering, man. True grit. He keeps coming back, you know. Uh, the problem is going to be the protection against Denver, but Denver's off a short week. Bob Millen, them like to complain. Uh, Over-unders 41. And Cleveland's favored by a point and a half. What do you think, Scott? If Odell doesn't play tomorrow night, they have no Chubb, no Hunt, no Mayfield, no Beckham. Right. Um, so Case Keenan was basically thrown to Donovan Peoples-Jones, Rashad Higgins, and David Njoku. Denver, on the other hand, has a, has a good offensive um, a package with right. Sutton and their running backs and Bridgewater. Um, I, it will not go over it. It's going to go under, it's going to stay under. Um, I think Denver is going to be heavy run the ball tomorrow night with, with some passing. Um, Cleveland is going to try to run the ball. I don't know how, how successful they're going to be. Um, having said that the game is in Cleveland. I will take the Browns and the under. I just think the Browns will have enough to beat Denver. This is one of those 6-3, 10-7 final games. I, I don't see either team scoring a lot of points. Keenum is a good quarterback, but on a short week, um, how effective is he going to be? And without a, a lot of his weapons and, and a running game that's going to be non-existent, how effective can he be? So that that's my, my thing. I agree. And really what I'm thinking is that Stefanoski, Callahan, uh, they're going to out-coach the Denver guy, not Fangio. Fangio, uh, he – it's a cheap team. That's why he got hired, right? He's the cheapest yeah. coach out there. And they're, they're understaffed, right? And they don't pay for backups. Short week. Uh, Cleveland's coming off a loss. Uh, that that you know that says Cleveland to me. Uh, Fangio blew a couple timeouts, uh, throwing the red flag out of emotion. He got the emotions get the best of him because he was pissed. So he throws the red flag when it was obvious, right? And uh, since the team's for sale, and they're trying to reduce cost, 
they don't have uh, a dedicated coach that all he does is uh, evaluate whether coach should throw the red flag or not. He's doing it himself and he's just throwing it out, right? And, and you look at fundamental analysis, people have gotten rich using fundamental analysis. People have not gotten rich uh, with technical analysis. That's, you know, that's the Republican, Democrat, that's the, you know, the big debate, right? So you got to look at corporate governance, right, of the team when you're sports betting. And we're not in the locker room, right? Uh, in business, especially when you're poor middle class, you have to make a lot of decisions and you got to be right 80% of the time without having all of the information. So the fact that he's doing that with uh, replay calls and challenging, right? Just flying off the handle, no coach to do that. It's a clue uh, to, because past performance did not uh, equal a future result. However, we're seeing what's been going down this year with them. Uh, you got to be able to read people in business. So I, I don't think they really have the resources to go play Cleveland on Thursday night, even though they're hurt. And Bill Callahan's a great play, uh, coach. He c- played in college. He knows how to mix and match and sometimes win with some optimal talent. Chad, what do you feel? Yeah, so I'm all over the under 41 with you guys. I think this is going to be super low scoring, but I'm actually going the other way on the side. Um, I think it's going to be a super close game. Um, I just think – I think it's – Von Miller's been quiet all year. You know, with the dinged-up Cleveland offensive line, I think the Broncos are going to be able to get after Case Keenum, um, especially with that running game with both backs being out. Uh, so I'm just expecting the Broncos defense to really have a good game. And I, and I just – I really like the Bronco receivers. You know, I think, uh, you know, with, with Judy and Sutton and uh, Tim Patrick, um, you know, I, I think they can, they can make a few big plays in that passing game. Um, and, and, you know, they've, they've lost three straight, um, you know, they're, they're coming off three straight losses. This is a get right game. They, I mean, prime time, they, you know, they, they got to get this win. They're in the, probably the toughest division in football. Um, so I just, I, I think with taking the points here, uh, I think that, you know, I'm going to wait, like it's two now. I think, you know, if we can get two and a half or a plus three Broncos, um, you know, it's going to be a close game. It might even be a good luck to go Browns money line and take that now like minus 130 and let it let that Broncos balloon up plus three buy it up to three and a half and it'll even play that middle it's going to be a close game um I just think the Broncos got a slight advantage advantage defensively and offensively in this one um I like I like their receivers I like you know Melvin Gordon they're gonna you know run, run the ball and they're gonna be able to put up a few points and I just I think they're gonna be able to get after the quarterback here in this one so uh, I'm gonna go Broncos on this all right, the Denver Bronco plus two, right? Hopefully, you want to get it to three. Yeah, but under all day, man. I love that under in this one. This is going to be one of yeah. those, like exactly like Scott said. It's going to be, it's going to be a, a seventeen to fourteen, some you know, ten seven low scoring. Right. I was shocked at that shootout that uh, Cleveland got into with San Diego because <laughs> they've been low scoring, a run heavy team. Now, you know, he, he was with Zimmer six years. Callahan's a run-first guy. But he always makes the playoffs. Uh, so you're going to see a lot of run-first. 
Thursday night. All right, so we got a split decision. Scott and I went with your Cleveland Browns. Chad went uh, looking for the line to get over that key number three. If it stays under the key number, are you still going with Denver, Chad? Yeah, I'll still take them two. I'll probably buy it for two and a half right now. Um, I'll take them under the key number. I'm gonna. I think. I think they can win this game outright. Um, I, I like Denver to win this game. All right. We got the first one in the books Thursday night, and it's a weird game, right? Two just off teams. Yeah, it is a weird one for a primetime Thursday night One's game. One's hurt. The other one isn't going anywhere. Uh, so there's seven teams on a bye. So there's less games this week. First game in the early window, there's going to be one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five, six, six games. So the first one we're going to look at is your uh, Cincinnati Bengals at the Ravens. And I made a lot of money during the year betting on Harbaugh as a dog and betting against him as a favorite. He loves trying to run out the clock instead of hitting a field goal or being aggressive. He has a QB he doesn't know how to read defenses. So he's not going to let him take chances, even though he's been in the league a little bit. Uh, Cincinnati, like their attitude, right? I was wrong on them. Uh, they're, they're playing with a lot of enthusiasm. A lot of good young guys. Uh, and Harbaugh is still slow, steady, wins the race. So he always makes the playoffs going slow and steady, doing just enough uh, to win. Over and there's 47. I don't see this game going over 47 points. Uh, Lamar Jackson really, they're holding back till the end. And uh, I see this being kind of like the Detroit game. And they're going to play zone, keep things in front of them, and wait for Burrow to make a mistake. That's what everybody's been doing to everybody, especially young quarterbacks. Uh, deep zones, wait for the quarterback to make a mistake. Like Max, Max Jones, right? Threw it over the middle late. Interception, bam. Uh, so that's why they went out of Burrow. So I'm going to go. Cincinnati is six and a half, man. It's six and a half. Gonna buy that half a point, make it seven plus seven under 47. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, I totally agree with you on this one. Um, Harbaugh is a favorite, man. This game is a division game. This is for first place in the division. Um, I, I think that's too many points. Uh, buy the Bengals up, get them plus seven, a touchdown on this one, um, under the 47. Uh, both these teams have been under teams all year. Division game. Uh, you know, I, I think, you know, Ravens are going to try to run the ball, control the clock. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a tough, hard-fought battle, um, you know. And it's going to, you know, it's going to be under a touchdown. Field goal game here for sure. So, Bengals plus seven looks really good under that 47. I agree with both of those. What do you think, uh, Scott? I agree. I mean, this is Cincinnati statement game. Cincinnati has not been here in a while. Um, fighting for first place this late into the season or at all in the last five years or 10 years or so. So I think Cincinnati's going to come out with a lot of fire. And I, I think Cincinnati's going to jump on Baltimore early. Baltimore might have to play a little catch up. Um, the game at Cincinnati or Baltimore? 
Is that Cincinnati? It's in Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore. So I'm still taking Cincinnati um, to cover the spread, and uh, I'm taking the under as well. I think it's going to be a defensive battle. Um, I think the game, the first half, early third quarter, the Jacksonville-Cincinnati game is what you're going to see for the whole game. Um, defensive struggle. Um, Cincinnati's got a lot to prove here. A lot to prove here. Their offensive uh, side of the ball, lots of weapons. Three wide receivers, Joe Mixon. Um, so they're, they're as, as best equipped to handle Baltimore this year as they have been ever. So right. I agree with you guys. I, I'm going Cincinnati. Um with the points and I'm going, I'm staying with the under on this game. All right. Bengals and the under. Chad makes a good point. It's a division game, right? So that, what yeah. does that mean? That means that the coaches are studying them over the summer. That makes a big difference, right? Texas A&M studied Alabama all summer long because some games are more important than others. Division games count for two. And these guys have a lot of pride. They don't want to lose to the same guy twice. Yeah. And, you know, the Ravens did beat him twice last year. So uh, there's pride involved. So I, I expect the, the Bengals to come out with a lot of enthusiasm and play well. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to go with <coughs> the Bengals plus seven under 47. Next game we're going to tackle is your Carolina Panthers minus three at the New York Giants over under is 43. This, this game's a tricky right game because it, this is under all the way. Uh, Carolina is an analytics team, right? The Giants are not. And the Giants have been getting blown out and opening up the offense late with no chance to win, <laughs> right? They bring in a concussed quarterback down by 30 points. He has a bad back. He has other injuries. And they put him out there to put him in harm's way for no reason. Doesn't make any sense. But I do have a book back there. It's called Predictively Irrational. People do not make decisions rationally. Unfortunately, right? All the toilet paper. I still don't get why people just went crazy about toilet paper during the pandemic. So uh, that's why rational markets don't exist. Technical analysis, oh, markets are rational. No, they're not. Markets are irrational because people are irrational. Some people have gotten to third base and through life because of pure luck, but they think it's skill. So, you know, they start making all these crazy decisions just because they got lucky, right? So, uh, can you make sense of this game for us, Scott? Both teams are struggling big time. Um, you know, I know Carolina went, went to overtime, put up a fight last week, um, and didn't win the game. I'm going to say this goes over the number, first of all. I just, there's some reason why the Giants are, are fighting in games. Right. And they've sneaked the over last week. <laughs> They're going to. So they're going to sneak the over again this week. Somehow, some way, I'm thinking like a 27-17 game. I'm going to pick Carolina um, only because I think um, 
I think the Giants' defense is in shambles right now. I don't, I don't think they could stop anybody. I'm not saying Donald's the best quarterback in the world, but I think he's competent enough to to get them um, coupled with Giants' defensive struggles to to mid mid to high twenties here. Um, Carolina needs the game. You know they were three and zero, started off great. Now they they're back to three and three again, um, and they they traded for a couple cornerbacks. Um, you know they they're all in on making the playoffs this year for sure. Right. Um, so I would take Carolina um, in the oh, – I think it's going to sneak over 43. So that's that's what the way I would go with it. I'm not – I don't trust Carolina. They're, they slipped into uh, an entitled rich guy, you know. Uh, I have a client who uh, was born with an inheritance. And really my job, even though the only reason it would hire me was because I have an MBA. And never use any of my education work. Uh, street smarts and common sense, right? And David Tepper has gotten rich, ridiculously rich, $3 billion with technical analysis. And he runs a, a brokerage firm, hedge fund. And he still has a family business. So he cashes out, he retires with $3 billion. He takes $2 billion and buys Carolina. And he's going to live for the rest of his life nicely off a billion inheritance for the kids and so forth. So he bought the team and this is his retirement job. He's meddling in football and he wants to go full on analytics. Yeah, like I said, I have somebody who made the playoffs this year, St. Louis Cardinals, works for that team in analytics, MIT, math major. And it just does has not worked yet, right? I'm not saying it can't work. I think Philadelphia has the right approach where they use analytics as a tool. It does not make the decisions for you, as Matt Patricia said. But uh, he's running uh, the Carolina football team like a broker's house. And again, you could be smart, brilliant in business or broker's house. Does not mean you know football. Does not mean you could just sit there and uh, figure it out. So Cleveland, uh, they use analytics, but really it's Canahan in building up that offensive line, which is as old school as you can get. It, but analytics beat them in the butt with a stupid zone they played against uh, the Chiefs last year. So uh, I made a lot of money against betting against analytics teams. Uh, so because of that, they slipped into that uh, – you know, uh, that that family member who's unreliable, then you can bet on them not showing up uh, to Thanksgiving dinner on time. They're going to have some story. Uh, they're asking you for money, and you just give it to them, right? Your family, hey, I'm just going to give you these 20 bucks, right? I'm just going to give it to you because you know you're not going to get it back. Right. So uh, I don't trust Carolina. Sam Darnold uh, at USC, he played well with a lot of five stars around him, but he never had a stellar season. He lost like three. He was turnover prone. Uh, and uh, he, he's never really performed. Uh, at a next level. I don't even know why he was the number one pick. 
is now in the NFL. Again, the games Carolina has lost is because of him turning the ball over, including three times last week. Joe Brady is a very good difference maker uh, offensive coordinator. Matt Rule has to let him loose a little bit. Matt Rule is ruling with an iron grip using uh, defense, old school Joe Paterno to keep these games under the 43 is too low a total uh, and teams are wearing down in the second half. So teams are giving up points late at a pure exhaustion. So for that and many other reasons, I am going to go with the Carolina Panthers on the money line because I do not trust them and over the 43. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, I agree on this one. Um, the Giants are just banged up. I mean, they're just in shambles. Uh, Panthers, I mean, they showed some fight, lost a tough one in overtime, you know, uh, last you know last week, lost to the Saints week before that. Um, you know, I think this is kind of penciled in as a win for the Panthers on their schedule. Uh, three and three, you know, they, they, they got to get this one. This is a must win for them. Um, you know, they're selling out for to make the playoffs. Um, so, yeah, I like – you know, if you can get under that key number two and a half or, uh, or go, or, you know, that money line, like Josh is saying, um, you know, I, I don't like the giants are just, you can't take them. And I, I like the over as well. Uh, I was on the over, uh, on my own before, before I heard any of you guys, um, you guys just reinforced it. I think this is going to sneak over late. Um, I, you know, I see like a, yeah, 28, 17 game here. Um, uh, you know, and this one, uh, we'll sneak over that 43. Uh, like I said, defenses are wearing down. Uh, the Giants' defense is, uh, you know, not uh, – you know, it's worn down. I think, you know, Panthers can score. And the Giants got those playmakers. You know, I think John Ross or Kadarius Tony, one of them can get loose and, you know, bust a play at any time, um, especially late in the game, meaningless touchdown late. Uh, so, I like that over, and I, I, like, I like the Panthers. I'm with you guys on that. All right. So, the Panthers and the over. Next game we're going to tackle is uh, the Green Bay Packers at home against the Washington football team in their nine-point uh, favorites. And the over-under is 49. Uh, one thing to always look at, these uh, trends, not trends, it's just reality. Good college programs, uh, good uh, NBA teams or professional NBA teams, no matter how bad they are, they don't get blown out two weeks in a row. And uh, Rivera was screaming at people, right? We're going to Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay is always, again, slow, steady, wins a race. They got just enough in this non-division game to win the game. Uh, I don't think Washington is going to get blown out. So I like Washington plus the nine. And something that Bill Belichick talks a lot. I know Gruden talks a lot about it. That's why Gruden's more uh, – he should coach college because he wants to score 60 points a game. But he doesn't, right? He's not really happy in the NFL because of complimentary football. For us sports betting and something I'll uh, throw out there to Chad and Scott just to keep on the radar – is correlation, right? If this team's going to cover 
the spread, then the game will go under or vice versa, right? Complementary football. So Belichick's really like that. If Belichick's game plan goes to plan, it goes under. His games are going under because that's his philosophy. Same thing with Pete Carroll. If things don't go their way, then games go over. So this correlation in, in, in essentially football strategy is complementary football. So that means uh, Rodgers might let go an easy score to run clock, keep the defense off the field, keep him fresh, because sales men and women think short-term, business men and women think long-term. Uh, Green Bay's thinking Super Bowl. So they want to keep their defense as fresh as possible. They don't have to see. So for that and many reasons, I'm I'm hesitant about the over, but I'm going to discuss it with you guys. But I do like Washington. And same thing with Detroit. I think Detroit probably not going to get blown out two weeks in a row. So I like the Washington team to cover in the nine. Green Bay always gets money late, takes it to the key number, 10 and a half. Uh, I'll do that. And Ron Rivera is a, you know, Super Bowl defensive coordinator. Same thing with uh, Jack Del Rio, right? Scott Turner. Uh, so I think they'll do a good showing in Green Bay. Most likely they'll lose because Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and Florida's a good coach. It doesn't seem like he gets out coach much. Joe Barry, Monty Kiffin, that Monty Kiffin Hall of Fame, Tampa 2, coverage. Uh, it gets Tomlin and her members and all that. So they're not going to get out coached. Uh, they're probably going to win, but they're not going to cover. What do you think, Scott? So I think Rivera has basically had enough of this defensive struggle stuff. So right. I don't think he's going to take over the defensive play calling, but but I think he has had a hand and will have a hand this week in practice. Right in terms of uh, developing a game plan and uh, with Del Rio. So I agree with you, Josh. I, I can't see Green Bay winning the game by 10, nine and a half, 10, only because I haven't seen an explosive Green Bay Packer offense this year, really. I mean, right. you know, they scored 30 in San Francisco, but they've been scoring 24. Um, if Chicago had a good quarterback last week, that game would have been much, much closer or Chicago would have won that game. So um I think Green Bay is is comfortable just running the ball, running clock, keeping that defense off the field. Um, you know, Rodgers takes his shots deep when you know when he thinks it's called for. So I, I could see a 24-17 game. I mean, I could see something like that, 27-21, something like that. I think it's gonna be just barely under the number. Um, I think Washington's defense is, is gonna step up in this game. You know, I think they know Devontae Adams is the is the guy they need to 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 uh, control if they if they have a shot to win this game. So I, I think it's going to be a heavy dose of the run. I think they're going to have a shell coverage against Devontae, a safety right. over the top. So I would take uh, I would take Washington with the points, and I would take the under. Washington and the under. I'm going to take your advice on that. Because I was, I was thinking that I just didn't want to pull the trigger, but it's 49. That's a yeah. lot of points. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Um, I think if you correlate, if you like Washington here on the spread, I think that correlates to the under. Um, I think if Washington covers this game, it's going under. 
you know, we saw Rivera, you know, and, and Del Rio dial up a very good defensive plan against the explosive Chiefs. You know, um, they kept them in check for those three quarters. You know, Chiefs kind of scored late, got some turnovers. You know, I, I, I think these uh, high power offensive, those Mahomes, the Brady's, the Rodgers, you know, I think that, uh, you know, gets Rivera up for the challenge. You know, I think he likes to play those elite guys to show his defensive eliteness as a coach. Um, so, yeah, I think they're going to keep it close. I, I love Washington here, plus eight and a half, plus nine. Um, and then, yeah, I think it's going to come just under that 49. You know, I think they're going to dial up a good game plan. You know, Green Bay is kind of one-dimensional with Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. Uh, you know, they're not uh, – you know, I, I think Rivera's going to be able to scheme them. Um, you know, in that first half, I think they're going to, you know, show them some new new looks and keep them in check and, uh, and cover that spread. So, yeah, I like – I like the I like Washington to cover this one, and I, I like it to go under the forty nine. All right, so the Washington football team—they're always got some sort of drama going on, uh, but they're going to cover at Green Bay plus nine, and it's going to go under the forty nine as really uh, coaching, right? And he's the type of guy that gets people's attention; they don't blow him off. And so you'll see an inspired uh, – and, and they got talent, right? They got the defensive end, you know, good defensive line, guy from Notre Dame. So uh, Washington – I see this all the way. You see this every year. Uh, the Titans and the Chiefs. The Titans are at home. Uh, the Chiefs are six-point favorite, and the over-under is 58 Way too high. Recency bias. Recency bias. So I'm uh, going to the well again here with the Titans. Uh, going to get them now at six because the is, the money's going the other way because they saw them win uh, Monday night. Recency bias. Uh, they're going to run the ball on the Chiefs. Right, and they're going to play that zone, the Bill Belichick zone. The Bravo won three Super Bowls as a linebacker with, and he won the Super Bowl as a coach, assistant coach there with the Patriots, and beat Belichick at home in the playoffs. Uh, Bill uh, Bravo's a great coach. I, I really, uh, well, to be honest, I'm eighty percent on Bravo games. <laughs> Maybe that's why I like him so much. I think he's the greatest coach of all time. <laughs> right? So, yeah, I can see this being another close kind of playoff game. But, yeah, it's, it's got to go under because of complimentary football. You don't want to be scoring quick touchdowns, having your, your defense on the field all year, right? And then having no chance at the playoffs. So... I think 58 is, is too much. Andy Reid is Andy Reid. Uh, I've seen a lot of Andy Reidisms. He took the extra game as taking it as slow and easy, right? And then uh, winning late. Uh, so I don't see 58 on the board just because of the way uh, the Titans play. Uh, I mean, Henry got off that big run, but usually you would get tackled being playing the clock, clock runs, right? Uh, so, 
Yeah, I, I see this under, and then Tannehill's been shaky too. So I don't think they want to take many chances with uh, Tannehill. Uh, so I'm going with the Titans uh, plus six. Got that before the podcast because it, the, I, I see some other places at five and a half. Uh, there's even a four and a half on FanDuel, <laughs> right? So you got to look at these lines. Don't just have one online app. Just don't go to one casino. There's only one casino in town. That's all you can do. But you're in Vegas. You got competition. Or you got the online app in the casino. Check the prices. Compare, right? Buy everywhere. Look at the numbers. And, and the number is going to be higher now. Uh, but both teams are solid teams. They're going to at least try to play complementary football. All right. So, what do you guys think? Um, I'm not taking the bait. It's going under. <laughs> I'm not taking the bait on this one. 58, sir. It's a right. huge number. Huge, huge number. Um, even though Tennessee did score in the 30s last week, um, I think it's a heavy dose of Derrick Henry. Stop me, stop him if you can. Nobody's going to be able to stop him. Um, I see Tennessee playing ball control to a certain extent. I agree right. with you. Tannehill is, does not have the confidence of the coaching staff right now. So I, I, I think this is another 160-yard Derrick Henry three-touchdown game. Um, I see a 27-24 game somewhere in that vicinity. And I think Tennessee I think Tennessee's going to win the game outright, to be honest with you. I think they're really, really good. I think they showed something Monday night against Buffalo. Yeah, I agree. So I'm going to take Tennessee on the money line, and I'm going to take Tennessee with the points as well. I'm going to I'm going to go three sides with this, and I'm going to go under. So that's where I'm going. Yeah, yeah I totally I totally agree. I think, uh, man, Tennessee here. You know, the the Chiefs are not the 2019 and not the 2020 Chiefs. Um, right. I I think there's a lot of just them hanging on to them being in the last two Super Bowls. Um, and, and not really evaluating, you know, there are six games up to this point. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think I think Tennessee, I, I like Tennessee to win this game. I think it goes under. I think they're going to play that zone, come up and tackle everything. They're going to you're going to see that too deep that the, the Bills showed uh, over the top of Tyreek. Nothing behind them. Uh, Derrick Henry all day. It's going to go way under the 58. Like, I think this is going to go like, you know, around 45, 48. I think this would be 10 points under, you know, 10 to 13 points under. Um, and yeah, I like, I'm playing three sides as well. I'm going Tennessee plus the six. I'm taking Tennessee on the money line. And uh, that'll be a pretty good money line. You might even be able to get up there plus 190, plus 200 if you find a good one. And then, uh, yep, under the 58. I love the three sides on this one. I think this is the, the money line pick of the week right here. Yeah, money line pick of the week. Nice. Uh, I'm going to check the spreadsheet, but I can't remember a money line that you guys have gotten wrong. No, yeah, we're, we're 6 and 0 on money line picks, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. so I'm going to take it, man. I'm going to take the advice. I'm going to go money line. The Titans, they are at home, and it's a non division game for Andy Reid. For whatever reason, you know. Division games counts for two. He schemes more. Mahomes says that a lot of teams have come out with coverages he hasn't seen before, right? And again, 
go back to what I said. When you're in business and you're poor middle class, you have to make decisions. You have to make them right without having all the information. His dad was a major league baseball player. He goes to Texas Tech, gets a million dollar contract. So he hasn't been out there <laughs> in the real world. Well, you have to get it right, even though they stacked the deck against you or they came out with a coverage that Andy Reid doesn't know, right? Because Andy Reid's sick. He collapsed in the locker room. They took him to the hospital. I mean, your son's facing uh, several felony charges, uh, you know, injured somebody in an accident. He was high and drunk. And remember, one of his kids committed suicide. So you think all is well. All is not well with Andy Reid company there. And don't forget, there's there is something to this Super Bowl loser hangover, and I think Kansas City's feeling it right now. So, right, they try to fix it with uh, cutting everybody on the offensive line, having a rebuilt offensive line, new new people in there. Gonna it's gonna take time for them to gel, but. one of the reasons they're saying that uh, George or that uh, Coach O got fired is because when they won the national title, uh, you know the George Floyd thing, and he's apolitical. But they asked him about Trump. He's like, "Oh, I like Trump. You know, he invited us to the White House. He doesn't know anything about politics." But that pissed a lot of people off in the locker room. So I'm pissed off. I really wouldn't work for the Chiefs. If I knew my boss that I was working with every, every day, his son recklessly driving kills somebody, you know, a person who's been given everything in life, your dad's Andy Reid, and he gives you the only coaching job he's ever gotten is working with his dad on the Chiefs. It was like Matt Patricia, right? His dad is friends with Belichick. <laughs> he's working with the Patriots, right? Uh, Matt Patricia barely even played college football. I forgot where he even was at. But uh, he's high, he's drunk right before the Super Bowl. Come on, man. Get in recovery. Get a sponsor. You know what I mean? So I'm telling you, guys on the team, you know, are looking at that. And it's, it, it just hasn't been the same. All right. So we're going Titans on the money line. These guys haven't been wrong. So, hey, we're going to pound it. Makes sense to me. Uh, for those and many other reasons, 58, the average uh, score of an NFL game is 45. That's way high. These teams can score, but they don't want to. It's a long season, right? And we're only at game seven. All right. Two uh, bad teams, bad organization. Miami, the Ross family, notoriously cheap. Atlanta, Home Depot, but Arthur Blank's getting divorced. The lady married him for his money and fleeced him. So now they're going to have to cut back costs. That's why they got rid of Julio Jones. What does that mean to us as sports bettors? It means betting against them in the second half because they're, they have depleted rosters because they're not willing to pay for backups. Miami's coming off a loss to a team that hasn't won in three years with a college coach. All right. Uh, it's kind of crazy that Miami's playing, they don't get a buy. Usually, the team from London gets a buy. Uh, they're home in the heat in Miami, people aren't going to the games. Uh, it's gonna be hot. 
Uh, and let me make sure the spread. Atlanta's favored by two and a half. Over under is 48. What do you think, Chad? Man, I uh, I like the Falcons here. The Falcons are coming off a bye, if I'm correct. Yes. Um, so the fact that Atlanta's coming off the bye and the Miami is just in shambles and coming from London and lost to the worst team in the NFL – um, you know, I, I think Matt Ryan, you know, I think this is going to be similar to what he did to the Jets in London. Uh, I think that he's going to do well against inferior teams like this. You know, he's a veteran guy. Um, and they got good receivers for him to get the ball to. So I think I like under the key number of three, I like the Falcons um, minus two and a half here. Um, and I think 47 and a half is a, a little too high. I think this game is going to go under that. Um, you know, it just, I just – I don't. I don't think Miami is going to be able to score that very much in this game. I just think their offense is is very mediocre at the moment. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I see the Falcons, you know, winning this game by by about a touchdown, and uh, I, I think it's going to be pretty low scoring. You know, like uh, 21, 21-14, 28-14, somewhere in that ballpark. Uh, I think it'll come in just under that forty-seven and a half. I agree. What do you think, Scott? I agree too. I think it, uh, Atlanta's gotten gotten their uh, get, act together. Uh, they went to London, won without Ridley, so uh, that's a big win for them. Um, no matter who they're playing, whether it's the Jets or whoever. Um, so everybody's back. Ridley will be back this week. Uh, Russell Gage will be, be in the mix. Kyle Pitts. They may have found something. Um, so I like a uh, I like an under. I like like a twenty four seventeen game. I think uh, both teams are going to struggle at times, uh, but I think Atlanta is going to win the game. So I, I, I would take Atlanta um, and the under. Right. And, you know, Belichick, uh, Rangers say he hasn't evolved, right? And uh, Lewis, they're, they're doing the same thing. They're putting it on the defense. We're going to win with defense. So it's going to go under. You really, you see a quarterback uh, mismatch, right? Uh, the young guy, Tua, coming off an injury. And really, Alabama's run first heavy run offense in Alabama. Uh, I mean, he was lights out. He was accurate. But for the most time, they're wide open receivers he's thrown to. He's not yet proven he can play in the NFL. The one in five, you know, the bad loss to Jacksonville, right? So uh, Atlanta has the edge in this. I don't trust them. I'm going to bet the money line. I don't trust them in numbers because they're a loser organization. They, they don't want to pay for backups now. But the other seems uh, really good to me. Now, just like uh, the dogs on Monday night at 80%, we'll go to our New England Patriots expert. All right. Uh, yeah, you're, you came back on track. You're 8-4. In New England Patriots games, way over 52.5. But I don't think Bill Belichick is ever not covered against the Jets. And the over-under is 41. I don't think he's going to let the Jets score. But he never lost a rookie quarterback. So you got two big trends there. I got 43 for the total. Yeah, I got 43 as well. Yeah. Yeah, 43. 
It's going to go under that. He wants to win with defense, right? It's 21 20. Uh, you know, it, 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 sometimes you play conservative and it's the worst thing you could do. He did a conservative safe pass that ended up being a pick six, putting it on his ear. I think putting it on the defense totally, I think, has seen its day. I don't think he can do that anymore with uh, as fast as teams can score. And, you know, just kids in high school playing the spread, not playing really defense, same thing in college. Most kids now don't see a tight end until the NFL or fullback. And so, you know, some teams don't have tight ends, right? Your air raid teams. The Cardinals really don't have a tight end. They're more like an H-back. So, uh, but that's Be- Belichick and that's Lewis and that's Pete Carroll. And Pete Carroll says, I am not going to change. So, it's going under because the Jets will not be allowed to score in this game. Uh, the, I think the, Patri- the Patriots have a Super Bowl defense, right? They had, they had Dallas shut down until, you know, the Jones threw the pick six. So I see them coming back strong. The Jets are really bad. I see the Patriots plus seven, right? Uh, under 43. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, I mean, I think this is our classic Patriots uh Patriots under here. Um, I think the, the last two Patriot games have gone over after starting the year 4-0 to the under. So, yeah, I think this is a complete bet, return to the mean. Uh, it's going to be a Patriots under all day. And then, yeah, I mean, I think uh, by the half point, get the Patriots under that key number if you can. You get them, get them at 6.5 or get them at, right at 7. Um, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't look to take them at 7.5 over that. I think they win this game by a touchdown. Uh, lower scoring. Um, you know, Belichick, he's got a touchdown lead. That's all he needs, man. He's going to play defense and run the ball. Um, so, yeah, I like, I, like, I like the Patriots. You know, historically, they're just he did great against the Jets. Rookie quarterback. Um, Belichick's notoriously good against rookie quarterbacks, which he wasn't against Seals, you know. So, that's our 20% right there. So, it's back to the 80 for rookie quarterbacks. Right. And, uh, we, you know, we're going to see him shut them down. Pit Pats will we'll cover this game. And, uh, I like to go under as well. So, all right. So, Pats minus seven under 43. Uh, Rams 16 point favorites at home. So, five stadium, seven billion dollar stadium against the Detroit Lions, who, uh, you know, they bring in this guy, rah 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 guy, and it only lasts so long, right? Uh, over under 51, but for the most part, like we mentioned earlier in the podcast, professional teams, teams with pride, do not get blown out two games in a row. Even NBA teams, really bad NBA teams, they'll get blown out one night, and then the next night they'll cover the spread. Uh, I expect this line to keep ballooning up to pass the key number 17. So I'm going to bet this right before game time. And I'm going to go with Detroit. Again, complimentary football. Talked about it with Andy Reid and Bravo. Uh, salesmen and women. Salesmen. Women are too smart for that. Salesmen think short-term. Businessmen and women think long-term. So, uh, McVay doesn't want that Rams defense on the field all day. 
He's going to play complimentary football. The reason the score got high against the Giants because the Giants were making a lot of mistakes, both on offense and defense. So the Rams kind of scored high. But Gruden, I remember him at Tampa Bay, and McVay's out of the Gruden tree. Uh, complimentary football. They're going to try to run the ball. And uh, they'll beat Detroit, but 16, 17 points is just too many points uh, for a team that at least wants to pretend to have pride, right? They're going to break people's kneecaps and scream at everybody. Definitely going under 51. A lot of these uh, Detroit games have uh, gone under 51. What do you think, Scott? Um. We had a revenge game early in the year, Brady going back to Foxborough, and that didn't work out so well in terms of uh, point spread and stuff like that. Right. This is Matt Stafford's revenge game and Jared Goss' revenge game. I can see Stafford throwing for a ton of yards this week, a ton of yards. I can see the Rams winning 31-3 to in this game. I'm going to take the Rams with the big number, and I'm going to definitely take the under. I, I don't – I don't know if the Lions are going to score more than seven points this week. I just don't see it. I think St- I think McVay is going to allow Stafford to just throw and throw and throw and then throw some more, and then and then they're going to run the ball. So I think they're going to get up big by three touchdowns, and I, I think he's going to then run the ball and then run the clock. So I think that Rams defense will give will give Goff fits. He's seen him every he saw him every day in practice, but. In game situation, I, I think they're going to amp it up even more. I don't think they want Goff to, to score any points this week. So I'm going to take the Rams and the under this week. I just think Staff, Stafford could throw for 400 yards in, in four touchdowns this week. So yes. that's what I see. All right. See, I'm, I'm predicting this game's going to be 27-20 with two minutes left. And uh, Detroit's going to score a garbage touchdown. It, you know, final score, 27-14. <laughs> <laughs> What do, you, what do you think, Chad? Break the tie. Yeah, so you guys are in agreement on the under, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah so I think this game is going to go under as well. I like the under here. Um, man, breaking the tie, I'm going to have to rock with Josh here. I just – I think it's going to be too many points, man. Um, you know, like Josh had NFL teams, you know, don't get don't get embarrassed twice. Um, you know, I, I think they can – I mean, they're still an NFL team. I mean, with these big numbers like this in the NFL, it just scares me to take a favorite, you know, over over 14, over a two-touchdown favorite. I think that number is going to balloon up. Um, yeah, so if, if you, you're thinking what Scott's thinking, bet the Rams now. Um, if you're thinking what me and Josh are thinking, go ahead and, and wait you know, before that kickoff. You know, see, you'll, you'll get a better number there. Uh, yeah, I, I just – I mean, I, I see this really similar to the to like you, you know that that Rams Jets game last year. You know the the Rams were like seventeen point favorites, and they ended up losing the game outright to the Jets. Now I don't think the right. Lions are going to win this one outright. Um, that was plus twenty two. I had to take it over the the number, and uh, at that point, that coach had taken over uh, the place, so the Jets offense was better. And and I see this ballooning past that seventeen again. So. Yeah, so with that, with that, man, that number is just so big. I just, uh, you know, I'm just gonna go with the Lions here. After taking a hard loss, I just, I think, you know, they can get that garbage backdoor cover, garbage right. touchdown, and uh, 
You know, it's like I said, it is it is Goff. You know, he, he doesn't want to get embarrassed completely. You know, I think I think Scott is right. There, Stafford is going to have a, a, a free leash to throw the ball around. But, but, but this is really revenge, though, because he, I think he left. His yeah. defense, they never paid for him to have an offensive line. And the fact that it's a mutual revenge game, you know, I think Goff, you know, will, will get a couple as well uh, with that mutual revenge. So uh, I, I like yeah, Goff I, is I'm, different. Goff, they told him, hey, you're stupid and you suck. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys see the money line on this? By any no. chance? Rams oh, minus, the line that high, there's in the money line. Rams minus eleven hundred on the money line. Oh my Detroit God. plus seven hundred on the money line. Wow. That is I've never seen that before. I've very rarely seen that before. Yeah, yeah this... that bigger number. Yeah, that's just what scares me, man. That number is just going to be too – it's just going to – especially before kickoff, that's just a big number. It's a big number to cover in the NFL. Right. It, it could get up to close to 20 by kickoff. That, that's what yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah. That might be a good middle, man. If you – you know, if you, if you if you do, this could be a possible game where it could – you know, you're going to have seven points or six points to play a middle on, which is a huge – you know, a touchdown margin, which is huge. Oh, yeah, big time. Big time. Bet the uh, Rams now and then Detroit later. Uh, And it's early in the season, too, right? Usually teams – I felt Detroit gave up and uh, golf kind of gave up. So it's too early in the season for that. But times have changed, right? Uh, Nothing stays the same, the, the same, right? It's a different world now with after COVID. So you got to see that, especially getting old like I am. You got to see what's passing your by. What is, what is different, right? Teams quitting, tanking. NBA started tanking. Now the NFL's tanking. Teams are tanking for better draft picks, analytics, whatever. And that's a, the thing, too. Analytics in the NBA hasn't really worked either. You just hit a brick wall in the NBA. So uh, Detroit, the consensus is wait to whatever the line is right before the game, pick Detroit because it's going to be more than what it is now. It's going to go under 51. The average score of an NFL game is 45 points. Uh, The Rams have a clear advantage, so they feel they can just control the game. They're up by a couple touchdowns. The game's pretty much over, right? Because Detroit sucks and they can't come from behind. And they know all of Goff's weaknesses and they know he's not the brightest star in the planet. All right. Next game is going to be. Josh, we got that that App State under hit. Oh, nice. Yep. Ended at 57. Nice. Appalachia State. Yeah, it's a good program. Got to follow them. You can't bet blindly. Now that you can see the teams on ESPN, ESPN Plus, by the five. 99, do not bet blindly. Uh, Shannon and I bet Appalachian State because we've seen him play. All right. All right. So, Las Vegas Raiders at home against the Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurts. Vegas coming off a big win and covering for us against Denver on the road. Carp played a mistake-free game, right? He's going to have to do it again. Again, Gruden and complimentary football. 
This line's too big. Uh, the total's too big, 49 points. Uh, this is not a division game for the Eagles where they're trying, you know, trying to try to accent their offense to make sure they win the game. This is going to be more like the San Francisco game. It was a very low-scoring game. Jalen Hurts has trouble reading defense. He's still a thrower. He's not a passer. So I I still don't trust Vegas. Uh, Derek Carr, Mariota's back, right? So he's looking over his shoulder because, man, he, he'll give up that crucial uh, turnover. I let, always like Olsen. I think he's been cheated out of a head coaching job. Uh, I think uh, Olsen's been a great coach. When I followed him, he did a great job last week. Uh, I think they're better off without Gruden, really, because of his ego. Uh, and, and Gus Bradley, man, he did great at Jacksonville, right? Jackson, Jacksonville's a tough place to coach, and he's done a great job. He did a great job with the San Diego Charger defense, LA Charger defense. Uh, and he's done a great job with the Raiders. Uh, but Sasha is a well-liked guy. And it's funny, you see him on the headphones, but he's not using the headphones. He's not talking to anybody. He's just coaching special teams and, and runs a schedule for practice. But he is kind of like a rah-rah type of guy that gets people inspired. And he keeps it real, too. So I like Masashi a lot. So uh, Eagles going cross-country. Howie Roseman is unstable. He sleeps in the office. He's backstabbed Andy Reid. He backstabbed Chip Kelly. Uh, he gets rid of Peterson. And remember, the backbone of that was Frank Wright when they won the Super Bowl. Uh, he was the offensive coordinator, man. He won it with Nick Foles. And you see what he's doing with nothing in Indianapolis. Uh, so they're, they're torn well, right? The, the locker room doesn't really like the fact that they're trading for Deshaun Watson. Nobody trusts Howie Reisman, right? Nobody trusts a backstabber like that guy. So on the road against the Raiders, the Raiders, uh, they're fighting for jobs. Uh, there's no stability there. But a guy like Tom Cable, who's probably the best offensive coach, uh, offensive line coach in the league, decided of Bill Callahan. He's not a head coach because when he was head coach of the Raiders, what did he do? He broke the job of an assistant. Like Clark Judge fighting his assistants. Last emotional control. But he's a great offensive line coach. So I think uh, in this case, against a rookie coaching staff of the Eagles, uh, the Raiders have a clear advantage. But I don't trust them with points. I'm going to go Raiders money line. 43 is a low number, though. For, but the, the way the Raiders, it was 24-10 against Denver, or 34-10, right? Uh, they had the game completely under control. Hey, I see that I got at the same time. I got 49 and a half for that total. 49? All right, so I have it wrong. Yeah, it's high. It's way under all day. 49 and a half. It's up yeah, there. Yeah, that's under. 49 yeah, and a half. Ra yeah. Raiders on the money line and under. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, I uh, – under 49 and a half all day. That number's way too high. Um, yeah, I think the Raiders, uh, you know, this is a game they got to win. They're in a tough division, um, you know, and this is a, a team that that's, that's a very winnable game for them. Um, let's see what the money line is here. I got minus one sixty. Uh, that's a little steep. I might I might take the two and a half, have them win it by a field goal. Uh, 
buy the half point, get a minus two and a half at minus 120. Uh, but yeah, I like the Raiders. I like the Raiders to win this game. I think they win this game by a touchdown. Um, and yeah, I, I think this game's going to go under. Uh, I don't. I don't think, you know, uh, at, at a conference game here, I think the Eagles will be pretty vanilla. I think both teams offensively will be pretty vanilla. I don't think you're going to see much of a, uh, you know, they're not going to show show their hand um, here, you know. And I, I think Eagles traveling cross country. You know, you got Vegas in that brand new, however many billion dollar stadium. Right. Um, for the league and the league wants them to win. Um, you know, I kind of think there's a little vendetta too for the Raiders to win right now, like to, to snub Gruden, like, Oh, look at Gruden. Yeah. They're, they're winning without you. They don't even need you just because of, you know, how, how the media works and how they're all like, Oh, he's, he's you know homophobic and he's a, he's a misogynist and look, this is what you get. Your team doesn't even need you. No, it's the Raiders are, the, uh, I think the league wants them to win home game. I think the, yeah. No, because he's not a priest. He's not a preacher. Not a religious guy. He's a football coach. Yeah. You know what I mean? Same thing with Coach yeah. O. They don't know anything about politics or anything. Yeah. And, and I mean, yeah. I mean, and what they're saying, he said a homophobic slur. It wasn't, I mean, he, he was talking, he called Roger Goodell those names. You know, he didn't, wasn't actually talking about an actual, you know, homosexual person um, when he, when he was using those slurs. So. You know, like I said, he's just a football coach, you know. Um, you know, you got it's 2021, you gotta be careful the your choice of words. But yeah, I think they're I think the league wants the Raiders to win at home. And I think there's a you know, they they want the Raiders to do good without him. Um, you know, so I like the Raiders here. I think the uh everything uh lines up and points for them to to cover the spread and uh I think the game goes under. I think 49 and a half is too high. I think it comes in around 45, the average score of the NFL game. Right. And it's for me, a lot of these things are confusing over my head because, I mean, I hear black friends of mine, I get on them when they use the N-word, right? And I have gay friends who use that same slur. So I'm confused. I don't know. Scott, well, what do you feel about this game? I like the Raiders. Um, I think the game plan is very simple. Keep Hurts in the pocket. Don't let him get out and run. Um, I think the Raiders will do that to some extent. They're very athletic on defense. Um, they are, you know, that was a, it was a good win last week in Denver. Um, it gets them to four and two. So that if they win this, they're five and two. They're in the mix for a playoff spot, which is where they want to be. I think, uh, you know, they want to put the Gruden stuff in the past. I think they want to prove they can win without him. So I, I could see a 27-20 Raiders win for sure. Um, you know, I just think the Eagles are, are a mess right now. I think there's a lot of lot of underlying and back back of the backstage stories going on with them, and I think they're uh, you know Hertz is a good quarterback, but I, I think that's basically all they got. They're not running the ball; they're just throwing the ball, which is which is not a great thing for them. They need to be running the ball, um, so I think the Raiders can capitalize. I think the Raiders are going to get up uh, get up on them early and just run the ball uh, like crazy against them. So I take the Raiders and the, the under. Raiders and the under. 49 and a half by the half point, get it to 50. Uh, you can feel good about that one. Revenge game, right? For Tampa Bay, uh, minus one and a half. Uh, under 47, maybe. I don't know. I'll let you guys, because I think Tampa Bay is going to have a big lead. Uh, Jalen uh, Hurts, right? Same type of guy, Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts, right? African-American guy who can't throw, 
who can't pass. He's a thrower, can't read defenses, overhyped in college, and had no success in the, in the uh, NFL. Lamar Jackson's had a little bit more success. He did bring him back the other week. Uh, but these guys, uh, he's out of his uh, league here against Todd Bowles in that defense. It's going to be hot in Tampa. I have to go there for Thanksgiving, and I'm dreading it. Uh, <laughs> um, it's, it's going to be 91, 80% humidity. Uh, I don't see – Chicago's going to roll. They, they don't have any backups because Mikowski or whatever, Mikowski, they're selling the team, so they have to keep labor costs down to keep it uh, – to keep the, the sale to get as much money for the team. Uh, average score in an NFL game is 45. Uh, this is 47. I really do see Chicago. Chicago hasn't re- been able to score. I mean, that game against the Raiders was funny because they knew Gruden was leaving. Everything was kind of in flux, right? That's the only game they've scored anything. Every other game, they haven't scored. You look at Cleveland. Hurt, bad defense. They can score against Cleveland. Uh, Green Bay, they got Joe Barry. They're improving on defense, but they're not a juggernaut on defense. They can score against them. On the road against Tampa Bay, uh, Tampa Bay doesn't have a secondary, but the defensive line is fine, and the linebacker core is fine. Uh, you know, Devin White's of the world. So, uh, and Tampa Bay, whatever uh, coverage you're in, whatever defense you're, you're in, it's the wrong defense. Because Arians, Brian Leftwich, and Brady will be able to read it, and they'll be able to figure out how to score. And they've been wanting to score a lot this year, right? Uh, and they got the weapons, you know, Godwin, Evans. Really, Cameron Brake was a really good tight end before Gronk got there. You know, Jay Howard was the first one draft pick. So I like Tampa Bay, uh, minus 12. And I'd like to hear what you guys have to say about the over-under. What do you think, Scott? So I saw Brady play up in New England for years. He doesn't forget. Last year, they went to Chicago on a Thursday night and lost that game. Right. He's got definite revenge on his mind based on that game. I think he's going to come out firing. They have a running game with Fournette. I think they're going to put – I personally think they're going to put in the mid-30s up. I think Brady's just going to lead that offense up and down the field. Chicago's not going to have any answers. I do like the over simply because I think Tampa's going to score a lot. So I think right, Chicago, backdoor touchdown, they scored yeah. 13 points. Exactly, over. exactly. So I, I like Tampa. I like Brady to have a big game. Like I like Stafford to have a big game. I think uh, Tampa can win like 35-14 um, in an up and down game for them. Um, I, I think he, he's got revenge on his mind in this game. And I think Arians is going to let that offense loose, you know, even more so than they have in the past. So right. Tampa in the over. What do you think, uh, Chad? Yeah, I totally agree with Scott here. I think Tampa minus 12 all day. I think they're going to blow them out. I got the same score as Scott. I got 35-14. This game goes 49 over the 47. I think we get two touchdowns out of um, out of the Bears. You know, that secondary, they get a good play there. Maybe Fields can get something with his legs late, you know, with a tired defense at the end of the game. Meaningless touchdown. I like Brady, five touchdowns, 35 points all day, 35-14. 
uh, that's all we need for this one to go over. I think, you know, and we'll, we'll get that out of both teams there. So I, I like that. I like, uh, I like Tampa all day. I think they win this game going away. And I think the weather and that offense at Tampa gets this over 47. All right. So the, the ESBC podcast pick is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus 12. So under the key number 14, uh, and over the 47, it's modern day football. Uh, and Tampa, like uh, both both Scott and I and Chad agree that Tampa probably scored 30 points on uh, Chicago. And Chicago's going to be gassed, you know, in that heat and humidity. Yeah, it might even go 42 to 7 and go over. Yeah. yeah. Right. And your good players like Khalil Mack, like in uh, division game, Camille Mack will play 60 snaps. On the road against Tampa, he's paying like 30 snaps. You're not going to, you know, give the extra uh, number of snaps. You kind of keep tight rotations on the road to keep your team fresh for home games and division games. But this is Nagy. Nagy does not – not logical his decision-making. I heard some crazy stuff he did uh, time management-wise, uh, including this year. All right. Uh, again. Pro teams do not get blown out twice on average, right? You never bit blind. You kind of look at it. Uh, Houston last week got blown out. Actually, their defense hung tough. They just quit after Davis Mills was a deer in the headlights and couldn't make simple reads, simple plays. Got to keep things close because they they want to, you know, they want to play like Bill Sheet and and. Um, the coach of Miami are playing at putting on a defense, Lovey Smith. He's got them playing as good as they can play. Uh, they lose 31 to three. They go to Arizona. Arizona is a hot team. Uh, how do you stop the air raid? You put eight back, rush three. Uh, Murray's getting hurt. So I don't think he's going to be running a lot. Uh, Davis Mills seems like every other game he plays well. Uh, I think he's going to play well enough. And the over-under is 51, definitely going under. And again, I'm going to watch this line. Right now it's 19 points. If it gets past uh, 21, 21 Gosh, I got and a half, 22. 40, 47 and a half on, the, on that total. Well, 47 and a half, all right. So 47.5 on the total. It's going under. And I see, too, I remember I was listening to the Jacksonville radio when Arizona played them. And what Clingsbury did, he didn't really scheme for Jacksonville. But what he did was, like college, he ran tempo, try to go fast, get the defense tired. I think that's what you're going to try to do to Houston. Uh Lovey Smith is going to, you know, play, he's going to drop eight, rush three, keep everything in front. Uh, the Arizona has a tremendous receiving core, right? Uh, but they're going to keep everything in front of them. Uh, Arizona wants to play maybe this time complimentary football, not try to go for the quick score because they're defeated, man. They're thinking playoffs, right? So, uh, again, keep things in the wraps a little bit, Clingsbury. Uh, 
and Clint Fair has never had a winning record. So I'm still skeptical, but I'm losing money with it. So I better change. But I like Houston as a dog <laughs> and under uh, 47.5, under 48. What do you think, Scott? Arizona's playing really, really well. Um, they went into Cleveland and basically manhandled them last week. So, and Cleveland's a much, much better team than Houston. I know it's a lot of points. Um, I'm definitely going under. I, I think I would take Arizona in this game I, at home. I just think they're they're a team on on another level right now, right at this moment as we speak. That could all change in a couple of weeks, obviously, but. Um, right. I'm going to take Arizona. I think Arizona can 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 put a cold score up on Houston, like a 31 to three. Um, Kyle is playing well from the pocket. He's not running a lot, like as you said. He's playing well from the pocket. He's finding he's finding his receivers open, making good reads, going to second and third options if he needs to. And they didn't play with Kingsbury or the offensive staff last week. So and they and they manhandled Cleveland. So I like Arizona in the under. I don't think Houston's going to score that much. So that's where I go. All right. Split decision. You break the tag, Chad. All right. So I love the under here. I think Arizona knows they're the better team. I just think they're just trying to win this game. They're not trying to show out. They're not trying to, they're trying to show as little as possible, be as vanilla as possible, and be six and or seven and up. Um, so 17 and a half, I think mean, that number is even going to go up more. I just, I can't. Obviously, Scott's tired of losing money fading the Cardinals. So me and Josh haven't learned yet. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to have to go with the Texans with the points here, man. I just, it's just so many points. And I just think Arizona is going to just, you know, they're up 14, man. They're cool and they're running the ball. They're, they're, they're seven and oh, you know, non-division game. Uh, yeah, I just I gotta rock with the points here. You know, maybe maybe after after this week, maybe I'll finally get on them Cardinals. <laughs> I will give you one prop to play: DeAndre Hopkins anytime touchdown. Play it; he's gonna get yeah. one this yeah. week for sure. He's a big and, difference maker. Yeah, 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 he is. I mean, his 50-50 balls. I mean, he if he doesn't, he's gonna have to drop two or three. To not get one, so yeah, I like that. Too. Because when he got traded from Houston, I was like, "What?" Now, uh, what O'Brien saying is he was trying to get fired on purpose. I still gotta <laughs> read that story, but just craziness, right? And I'm also predicting the market. I think more money is gonna come in on Arizona to get it past 21. All right, 21 points. I think last time that happened, Jacksonville covered 21. They got they beat 42 21. And it was like, the point square was like 22. Then the Patriots have a 22 point spread in the 2007 2. I think I believe yeah. they did as well. So, right. Yeah. Lois Smith uh, is a Super Bowl winning defensive coordinator and took Rex Grossman and Chicago Bears to the Super Bowl. Uh, he's a scary guy. He knows defense. <laughs> yeah, he does. Right? So uh, they're going to show up, right? They, they're showing up every week. It's just that, you know, constantly going back on, on the field three and out, and he has his uh, joke for quarterback. So but this game, uh, the whole 
how you stop the air raid, right? That's how Belly Cheat stopped it in the Super Bowl. That's the way this guy plays it anyways. Uh, I like I like Houston in the spot. Now, this game has, uh, just like in horse racing, you bet the jockeys, not the horses. Made a lot of money betting the coaches in football, right? Corporate governance, fundamental analysis. Here you have two excellent coaches, uh, coaches that won Super Bowls. You got at home, Shanahan coming off a bye against the Colts. Minus three, over under is 44 on Sunday night football. Man, I see this the same way uh, last Sunday night with, uh, with Seattle. This is a game that usually would go under. This year it's going over. The two uh, offensive guys. So offensive guys figure out how to score. Even though they play complimentary football, they run the ball, keep the clock going. They don't keep their defense on the field all day. Uh, coming off a of bye, Shanahan, I mean, he was the offensive coordinator of Atlanta, got him to the Super Bowl. Uh, he got the 49ers to the Super Bowl without a quarterback, right? Garoppolo isn't the greatest. Yeah, coming off a of bye, and the Colts, uh, Wright's is tremendous coach, right? The Eagles have not been good before or after, but they're not talented, right? So in a spot like this, on the road, not a division game, uh, San Francisco needs to win bad. Uh, the defense is run by John Lynch, right? Super Bowl John Lynch, Monty Kiffin, all those guys. Him with the defensive coordinator are going to dial it up. Uh, I'll let you guys decide, but I think it's going over because it's a new year. But 49ers are definitely covering those three points. What do you think, Scott? Um, yeah, it's going over. I mean, it's going over. They're uh... – they're Shanahan's one of the brightest offensive minds in the game. Reich is is right there with them. So um I like the over. I like San Francisco in this game. I think San Francisco's gonna win. Um, whether it be late field goal or even an overtime game. So um I think they need it. I think they have they have to have it, and I think they'll get it. I, I really do. I, they're on a losing streak right now. I think they'll they'll break that. And uh, I would take San Francisco in the over in this game. I think I think it's going to get close to sixty. That's where I think it's going. So, what do you think, Chad? Yeah, I agree. I mean, Shanahan off the buy. I already bet this one. I already bet San Francisco minus three and a half. I think it's up to four. It's probably going to jump up, maybe get up to five. Uh, yeah, I think San Francisco. They're going to have some stuff to show offensively. Um, you know, he's had two weeks to game plan for the Colts. So I think you know we're going to see some some offense out of the Niners. Um, you know, 44 is pretty low, uh, so I, I like it to go over. I think we see uh, – uh, you know, the Colts are capable – the Colts can score too. So, um, yeah, I, I think we see 35, you know, 35-28 type game, you know, 28-21, uh, something like that. Uh, Niners by a touchdown and it goes over. 100% agree. 100% agree. It's going to be an interesting game. Uh, but yeah, the, the travel roster, so so much like college for the Colts. Since they're such a cheap organization, Ursay, God bless them, right? Uh, if we get caught with what he had in his car when he got caught, uh, we wouldn't be out. <laughs> we would not have our freedom. God bless him, but you know, he mismanages that franchise and they don't have money for backups. 
But he said, oh, we're going to win the Super Bowl in the next decade. I mean, what are you talking about, man? Decade. We might not even be around. Second pandemic will wipe us out. What are you talking about? Decade, Robert Irsay. Um, San Francisco, minus three, three and a half. Buy them now, right? Because this stock is going to be oversold by game time with all those blind San Francisco 49er betters with Silicon Valley who uh, don't even like football, but they'll bet a million dollars on San Francisco. Uh, Every weekend, because they got like that. All right, Monday Night Football, another home dog on Monday night. This happens to be Hall of Fame coach taking a team to two Super Bowls, 1-1, on three national championships against uh, Peyton, uh, who is breaking it, a new quarterback that still has the same bad habits. He doesn't trust them. So he limits what he can do uh, against Seattle. They're going. Seattle's going to be good schematically. Uh, they're going to play that zone now. New Orleans usually has good. Any team that can run the ball well. Dallas won a playoff game there. If you got a big offensive line, you can run the ball well against Seattle because Pete Carroll, like he says, he's not going to change. He has a light defensive lineman. They're going to get numbers in the box. But you get a couple first downs, uh, it's going to be tough on them, right? And uh, Bimba don't break. It's tough to throw in the red zone against Seattle. But if you got a big offensive line and you can just run them over, you're going to do well. I don't know if New Orleans has that offensive line that did in that past to be able to do that. Uh, Seattle needs to win bad. Uh, There's been riots in Seattle. Uh, a lot of political turmoil. So they need Seattle to win to keep people keep going to the games. So they're going to get the whistle in this situation. Uh, New Orleans is a top 70 television market, right? There's 32 teams in the NFL. New Orleans is a very poor area. Uh, they don't really bring uh, revenue to the league, right? Uh, I.e. the pass interference calls in the championship games against the Rams. You got the number one uh, or number two market in the world against the 70th market in the U.S. Of course, they're gonna, the Rams are going to get the call in a $7 billion stadium. Uh, I like Seattle in this situation, Pete Carroll, especially if you're going to give me five points. So I'm like, Seattle plus five. Geno Smith, I mean, he's been in the league five years. You know, uh, he can do something about something. Uh, so I like Seattle plus the five. And what do you guys think? I'm thinking over 42. I'm thinking over as well. Yep. Yeah, me too. I think it's going to be just like that that Steelers game. Like, right. you know, tie game 21-21. And then last field goal 24-21. to It goes 45 over. Something like very similar to that, because you know Jameis, they're you know Jameis, they'll, they'll throw the ball. You know, he's got a good deep ball. They'll they'll get a couple. Um, you know, Kamara, they got some weapons. Um, you know, and I think with Gino, they you know they're 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 gonna let him open it up a little bit. Um, you know, they're they're gonna have to they're gonna have to score some points. You know, to win this game, they're gonna have to score at least twenty one points to win this game. And like you said, it's a must win for them. Um, so I think you see it right there, like right around twenty one, twenty one. You know, uh, like twenty. 
24, 28, 28, 24, something like that. Right. And it's a tough trip, right? Seattle's way up there. Yeah, travel trip with, because New Orleans is cheap. Again, a team that was sold. It was a gold digger situation. The gold digger got the team. This Vince, everybody wants America. <laughs> Order New Orleans Saints. She's a very attractive lady. I, I mean, I, I am going to say that. Uh, she got the team. She was 32. He was 87. And all the kids got screwed out of it. Screwed out of the money. <laughs> uh, so they're a cheap team. They charter a flight. They're not like the Jets that have their own plane. Uh, going up to Seattle. Uh, breaking in a new quarterback. We're taking Seattle plus five points, right? Seattle plus five uh, over 42. I just want to say, I confess, I learned my lesson about underdogs on Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was our 20%. So the next yep. four or five home dogs on Monday night, I'm blindly just taking them. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Give, give me the <laughs> give me the home dog on Monday night the rest of the season. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Um man, no, hey, those rest calls were funny, weren't they? Offensive pass. When do you see offensive pass interference? It's crazy. When someone who's got a lot of money has got money on that team. That's when you see it. Yep. Well, Tennessee has trouble selling season tickets. Right, so they need those iconic wins to sell some season tickets down there in Tennessee. Yeah, you know, right. so so much uh, other stuff to do in that town, man. Nashville, yeah, Nashville's blowing up. Uh, but in the South, they don't pay well, <laughs> so people don't have money, you know, to that should be going to their retirement to go to Titans games, right. And, uh, and you got the University of Tennessee, a lot of people loyal to them, even though they haven't won anything in 10 years. Uh, throwing golf balls. That's <laughs> <laughs> the game. Trying to hit lame Kiffin for leaving. Right? So, you know, these, these southern coaches, right? Uh, Urban Meyer faked a heart attack to get out of Florida. Maybe he goes to USC. That, my friends, is the SEC, right? And you got 70 players from Alabama in the NFL. All right, final words, guys. I think um, we're doing a great job as far as learning from your mistakes, man. Yeah. And we're being mindful, doing our research. Uh, and, you know, flat out knowledge and experience, man. We've been watching football for more than 100 years combined. Final thoughts. We go uh, Scott and Chad. Well, I, I mean, I like the process that we've, we've gone through to uh, to get to our results and our picks. So uh, I look for another strong week. I mean, our sides were great last week for sure. You right. know, the over-unders over gave us a little bit of a problem. But, you know, I, I think this week, I think the over-unders are going to be right back in our favor again. And I think the sides are going to stay with us. So I'm hoping to hit 70% again this week, you know, right. get back in that, that race again. So that's my words. No, big time. And, and one thing I, I always wanted to add is my opinion. I don't think there's a such thing as a bad beat. 
It's 80% uh, probability of anything. Look at Clark Judge, right? He's very rational at the end of the game. So now you have to predict. I'll put it out there, that book, uh, Predictably Rational. It's a great book, how people make irrational decisions all the time. And there are different kinds of intelligence. Just because you're a hotshot broker, money, wealth manager, doesn't mean you're, you can be a uh, general manager of a football team, right? Different skill sets, different competencies, right? And uh, that's what I felt about the over-under, right? Uh, judge and... But you have to factor it in, right? So uh, it's within your control to factor in uh, late scores for no reason. To keep morale up, to get a, a bonus. God knows what, right? You never know what's inside the else. Somebody's head. You really don't. You know, this guy kills his girlfriend, strangles her, and then kills himself, right? Who could have predicted that? What do you think, Chad? Final thoughts. Yeah, man, I uh, I really think our sides are money, man. I think uh, I think our sides are going to kill it again. I think the, these these over unders, our, our totals are going to be kind of back this week. Um, you know, that's kind of like my focus this week. I'm really curious to see how our totals go. I think we're going to have a nice return to mean week in our totals. Um, yeah, I I just think yeah, the process is just it's building. You know, we're uh, you know these I you know I mean a, a bad week for us is is. 55%, you know, right now. And that, you know, that's everyone else is having bad weeks where they're losing money. You know, last week, you know, I was able to go 17 and 11, you know, um, you know, a solid week in, in NFL betting on, on people's down week. So if 17 and 11 is, is my bad week, man, I, don't, I can't wait to see what my good week's going to be. So it's exciting. Just keep moving forward. Right. I mean, there, there's a case to be made, right. And I've heard people say it, you can hit 40%. And still hit profit because you're hitting a lot of money lines and this and that. But a lot of people are hitting 40% throwing teasers and parlays. And teasers and parlays got killed last week because of Jacksonville. That's why you never do them because the highest level of probability is 80%. And to ensure result, you take away variables and covariables. So teasers and parlays, you're adding an unnecessary variable. You're taking a risk, unnecessary risk. You really you don't need to take because compound interest, it seems slow, but it really ends up being a lot of money when you have compound interest between 52.5% and 70 to 80%. Then we're like, we're, we're Wilkshire, Berkshire, right? Warren Buffett, don't lose money. So 25 straight weeks in a row of profit. And I really think is confronting our faulty thinking Hawthorne effect I think that's that that really makes a huge uh difference so glad again uh again third third year in a row where somebody from the podcast audience has thanked us for winning their football pool <laughs> against the spread uh, we saw that online so we that's what we like hearing Right, we're bringing money to the account. We made somebody happy. <laughs> they won their pool on a weekend, right? All right, so we're contributing to society. We're contributing to the economy because out of uh, right this old story in the Bible, uh, Jesus uh, healed ten people of leprosy, and only two came back to say thank you. And one was that uh, he dropped twenty bucks. And he knew that 
Jesus and the disciples had it. <laughs> right? So out of every one person that won the football pool, there's 10 people out there that have won and are winning, right? But it's a philosophy. It's, it's uh, capitalism, right? It's democracy. We live in the greatest country in the world that allows us to pay for things, sports betting, using decision science, and allows us to participate in the market. A lot of countries, you can't participate in the market. We can participate in the market. I mean, there's a, and to be honest, I'm always honest, but the sports betting market is a lot easier, a lot more straightforward, and a lot less shady, manipulative than the stock market and the commodities market. Uh, it's a big opportunity now that it's getting legalized. Uh, they're gonna figure out a way to mess it up, but we're in a transition period now where we can leverage the fact that we've been betting for a long time, right? Uh, I, I, only, I only bet back in the day an illegal betting operations run by the cops. <laughs> Because <laughs> you know, you know, you have a little bit of protection, right? So uh, now it's legal. It's been legal for a while, uh, or it's been decriminalized. So we got a big opportunity to use business and financial concepts, uh, market inefficiencies, right, to make money, and that's the reason we. Another reason why we've been able to have consistent profit. Nobody is close. Uh, Colin Coward was 19, oh, and 19 against the spread at one point. People are 30, 40%, right? Uh, we haven't been that in a long time. So we want to keep that high level of uh, excellence, but every year is different, every, every week's different. And I would not have been able to keep the profit I've had this year without Scott and Chad uh, pitching in there, right? Uh, sharing information because in this crazy world, it's hard to process everything. So don't have to give Action Sports $300 a month for data or for picks. You don't have to pay for picks, but you're learning business. And Winston Churchill said, you make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESPC Podcast Network. That's why this one cost us $800, and that cost $200, and I don't know what that cost, I'm just shitting the work, that's why...